Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. So it's, it's love, it's, it's, it's peace. And, and you see, this is the, uh, 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 the activated uh, uh, word of God. So we're going to be to activate our blessings. So we're going to go on down to verse 3. He says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you or urge you that you should Honestly, contend for the faith which was delivered unto the saints. Contend, fight for the faith. Uh, uh, just put all you have in the defense of faith. Vigorously fight for the faith. And we we know how we know that sometimes people want to carry it another way, but we can't let them. We gotta we gotta we gotta do it in the faith of Jesus Christ. Don't add to it or don't take from it. He said, for there are certain men crept in unaware, who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. They were ordained back way back in old for this condemnation. He said, ungodly men, turning the grace of God into lasciviousness, lustfulness, and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. We deny him. When we turn back out into the world, no matter how righteous we were, how good we were, how kind and loving we were, how much we loved Jesus, when we turn back into the world. We have left our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, denying them. How do we think we're going to make it in if we do this? He says, I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believe not. So you see, you walk away from him. Once you start back into your sins, no matter if, if it's just one sin, you've just gone back, you've gone back on the Lord because we have to obey him in everything. Whatever he told us to do, we must do it. And if we don't know, we better study and be approved of God, a workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So those people were righteous, and, and then they, they turned back on the Lord. He says, they believe, but they don't believe anymore. He says, and the angels, which kept not their first estate, didn't, didn't stay in the righteous way, didn't do what the Lord said. He said, but left their own habitation in the way of righteousness. They left it. He has all preserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the 
judgment of the great day. Now, you see, he is telling us now, I'm the same. I'm the same today that I was yesterday. I've, I've got them locked down in chains and, and, and in darkness until the judgment of that great day, when, that, when he come back to judge his church, when he come back to judge the world, we 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 will we realize that if we're not living right, if we're walking in a bad way, living like the flesh want to live, then he's gonna he's got we won't be able to go into heaven. He but he already told us that. So why would we just walk off and go off into sin, knowing that any day we could just drop off this earth, drop dead? Knowing we can do this and still walking in sin, going against the will of our Lord, how can we do it? Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them, in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication. Now, we know what fornication is, but I'm going to tell you again. It's illicit in a course, but but it's that's intercourse by two people that are not married. The way you get uh, a marriage for for sex is marriage license. That's the only one God gives us. That's the, we got to stay out of sin. So He gave us that marriage license, and then the, the, that's just the two of you. So stay right, live right, love right, do what the Lord says in Jesus' name. He says, and going after strange flesh. Oh, my Lord. You see, they don't know nothing about those people. They, they are not married. They don't know anything about them. Uh, they, are, they are sinners and they are uh, 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 evil people, and you are going around with them? He says, and then some people are used animals. Lord, have mercy. So, you see, that's strange flesh. He says, but I set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Now, see that? now if we be like those people, if we disobey God, if we do our own thing and in the flesh and don't do what the Lord said to do, guess what? We're going to that eternal fire and never return out of there because eternity is going to never end. We came from the eternity before, but we're living in time now, getting ready, dressed up to be with Jesus. But if we don't live it, we're not going. We can talk it, but if we don't walk it, we won't be in, in uh, the, the ones that go into eternal life with the Lord. We will be in eternal fire with the evil, with the sinful, because we've turned our backs on our Lord. He says, likewise, also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, uh, despise dominion or authority, and speak evil of dignities. You know, uh, that's the leaders. But, you know, we'll do that. We'll do that. I, I, I've heard people talk about the church to evil people, to people that don't even belong to church. Now, how are we going to get folks into the church and we are talking evil? And you know what? The one that's speaking that evil are the evil ones. 
If you if if you want to talk, you 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 talk to that person that's sinning. Don't talk to me. I I can't. I don't have a heaven to put him in or hell. I'm I'm trying myself. So don't talk to me unless you're telling me let's pray for this person. And seriously, not to gossip, but pray for this person. He said, yet Michael, the archangel, when he contend with with the devil, he despised, he's disputed about the the body of Moses. Does not bring a uh, uh, against him a railing, uh, abusive uh, accusation. He didn't do that. He said, the Lord rebuked thee. You see, the Lord is the one that, that's going to do this. He's going to rebuke those that are, that are sinners. What good, are they not my people? God, every soul belongs to God. God is the one that's going to have to rebuke those people that are out there. All we have to do is teach them and, and walk up right before them so that they'll know that there's a good in walking with God because there are blessings in God. God will give you an overflow of everything if you just walk up right before him. I used to think as a child, well, where, 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 what about all these blessings? And, and these people are down and out, and, and what's wrong? But it was what was wrong was they were not pleasing the Lord. I remember a lady, uh, she was, oh, she had a beautiful voice, and when she sang, people would shout all over the church. And she told my daddy one night before he was saved, she said, uh, you know, Buff, that I drink my beer, but I shout, I have, I sing, and the people shout all over the church. Well, that ain't helping her any. She's it's helping them. I have to keep my body under subjection, lest when I talk to others or teach others, I myself will be a castaway. It's a uh, but said, uh, he said that the Lord rebuked you. But these speak evil of those things which they know not. But what they know naturally or clearly as brute beasts in those things, they corrupt themselves, corrupt themselves as, as, as a, a brute beast, as an animal. That's the way we act, as animals. We talk about each other. We hate each other. We fast. We 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 we, we just we we whatever we are doing. We have our own little territory. Don't you come on my territory? You're dead if you do. All that kind of junk. Well, we're gonna to have to turn from these sinful ways and live that holy life. It, it's it's got to be done because hell was made for those that are that are disobedient. He says, Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain. You can't kill this brother. So this is the way we're going. We're, we're, we're killing each other with our tongues. We're shooting each other down and killing us forever. In the name of Jesus, we'd better straighten up. He said, And ran greedily after the heir of Balaam for reward. And perished in the gainsaying. I just nothing, just talking off your head. He says, 
and of Korah. He said, these are the spots in your feast of charity. When they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear, clouds they are without water. Now, what, what good is a cloud without water? We, the gardens need rain. We, we, we need to have something to help the growth of the church. Uh, carried about of, uh, of winds, trees whose fruit withereth. This is the way we are. Without fruit, twice dead and plucked up by the root. The tree is dead, dry. Have you ever seen a dry tree? The whole root is, is laying up on the ground. It's just totally dry. And this is what he's talking about. This is what we are. If we don't fear the Lord, if we don't serve him and do what he told us to do, we're going to be. And what, what happens to those trees that's, that's burned up? They put them in the fire. So hell is waiting on you. Hell has been enlarged. The people are going to hell through the church, saying that they're living right. Why tell me you're living right when you when you're a sinner? I'm not the one that's going to save you or put you in hell. You're going yourself. God ain't even putting you there. He just told you the way to go, the way to live. So we must do the things that He said to do, or we'll be like that tree that. Twice dead. Look, the the whole top is dead, and then the, the, the roots are dead. And there's nothing, no substance can come from that tree. And that's the way we are when we are sinful. These raging waves of the sea forming out their own shame. You see the shame that they're doing. They are, they, they are proud of what they're doing. They're telling you the sins that they're committing. And, 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 and you see it. He said, wandering stars to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. So these things that we, we better start doing what the Lord say. We, but look, don't think about what somebody else is doing. or what, that, 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 That's them. Try to help them, but if they won't be helped, just walk upright before the Lord. Because he said now is, is now and then a travel on that road that comes to glory. Now and then, in this great big world of people, there is now and then a traveler in that small path. But the road that leads to death, hell, and destruction is broad and full of travel. Let us stay right, y'all. Let us stay upright. Let us walk upright before the Lord, and we will also be blessed here on this earth because when we're walking upright, we're activating our blessings. And uh, and Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these things, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousand of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds. He's going to tell us about the ungodly deeds that we're doing. He, it, ain't, it ain't going to slip up on us. He's going to tell us. He's going to remind us of everything that we did. He says, 
uh, of their deeds, which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Now, you see, we, we're doing ungodly when we walk like sinners, and we're walking like them because we're doing everything they are doing. We are drunkards. We are homemongers. We, 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 we sin in every kind of way. We gossip. We lie. We talk about people, and that's not Jesus. He is our pattern. He did everything good for us. He suffered and died for us. He put on flesh, sinful flesh, and, and conquered sin in the flesh so that we could put on his righteousness. And that's the only way we were going to make it in is to put on his righteousness, walk upright before him. He says these are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lust, and their mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's uh, uh, persons in admiration because of advantage. They're they're showing the sinner the, 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 that what they can do, and I'm not doing what these others are doing, but they are doing this for a person to see them and to get to receive blessings from a person. Well, what, 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 what can that do for me? I can have my house full of money, full of things, uh, full of what you call friends in that way, and still going to hell. What good is that money doing me? What good is anything that's sinful doing for me, and I'm headed for hell? So we got to do it right, Lord. Well, let us know that we have to do right before you. He says, but beloved, remember the words which were spoken before of the apostles and of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be markers, uh, uh, people who, uh, I guess, uh, mock you, do whatever you do, 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 do the things that you do, uh, in a mocking kind of way, in a way that causes someone maybe to laugh at you or whatever. In the last times, who shall walk after their own ungodly lust? The, these imitators, these markers, are walking after their own ungodly lust. The labokora sedere bihaya harobo shandara bihaya lalobo in Jesus' name, we thank you, Father, and we praise you. You're wonderful. You're everything to us. You're all we need. You're our beginning, our ending, and everything in between. We thank you, Lord. Cause us to walk upright before you. Uh, and and uh, remember these uh, murmurs or complainers walking after their own lust uh, and Thy mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. You don't want that. You don't want that. He says, but beloved, remember you the words which were spoken before of the apostles and of our Lord Jesus Christ. How that they told you there would be mockers, imitators in the last time who would walk after their own ungodly lust. The flesh, following the flesh, and you know the flesh is so bad, it's going to have to be changed. It ain't going into heaven. 
It's going to have to be changed, but it's going to be a changed instantly. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, because this flesh can never please God. And if you know that you're following after the flesh, you know you're going contrary from our Lord. He said, these be they who separate themselves, sensual, after uh, having not the spirit. They're walking in the flesh, sensual, fleshly. They're walking after the flesh. They, they're not having, they don't have the spirit of God within them. But we have the spirit, all of us that are walking upright before God. His spirit is in us, teaching us and comforting us and reminding us. You know when you get tempted in something, there, there's, there's, it's, it's, the spirit is in us, reminding us and telling us, no, God said no to that. You can't do that. Not and make it into glory. So, but you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, these are the ones of us that's going to be blessed here on earth. We are activating the, 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 the love of God in us. We are activating the blessings that he's going to give to us, building up ourselves on our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah keeping yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. This is what we're looking for, and this is the way we're walking. But we even now will be blessed if we do what God said for us to do. He said, now, some having compassion, making a difference. we got to have compassion on the sinner the Lord loved us while we were yet sinners. He loved us. He suffered and he died for us while we were yet sinners. So we ought to love the sinners and have compassion on them, making a difference. This is getting our blessings, Lord. Getting, we are activating the blessings when we walk like this. And others saved with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the Garments spotted with the flesh. Look at this. And they hate the clothes that they wear because they're garments spotted with the flesh in the name of Jesus. But we do that, pulling them out of the fire. <laughs> That's what we do, and this is how we are getting our blessings now. But the big blessing has come when he tells us to come on over into eternity and live with him forever. No more sin, no more crying, no more hating. All is one in unity and love and peace and joy. We won't even worry if we see our people down in hell. He take worry completely away from us. It's going to be happiness and joy from then on. He says, able to, in, uh, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only true God and Savior be glory, glory is honor, and majesty and dominion and power 
both now and forever. So we're going over into glory, living with the Lord forever in dominion and authority. We're going to be have, have the authority because we are walking upright before the Lord. And we do this and others are seeing and see the blessings of the Lord is given to us. And they'll do it. They'll do it. They'll follow after you if you follow after God. So we thank you, Lord. And we praise you for this lesson. And, Lord, let us be blessed from this time forth and forever by living and walking upright before you in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Ghost. We thank you, Father, and we praise you. And, Lord, this is our lesson for the day. And if there's anyone that would like to comment on the lesson or add to the lesson, you are certainly welcome because every bit we learn is better for our souls. Good morning, Mother Curtis. This is Sister Keisha. I can eat this message up. This was a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful message. Praise God, and I receive every bit of it. God bless you mightily. Well, bless the Lord. Thank you, baby. Good morning, everybody. This is Brother TD. Hope everybody's having a great day. Brother Curtis, you you got a lot of wisdom up there, young lady, and it's it's a blessing to have someone like you to speak it to us and everything because you bring it with with, with conviction. And, um, yes, that is a great message, and I receive it well as well. And I pray blessings over everybody. God bless you all. Bless you, Mother Curtis, Brother Wafers. Just want to appreciate you for the words that you brought forth this morning. You bring forth every Sunday. God bless you. Bless the Lord. I can do nothing without Him. Y'all remember that. Amen. So, if that is it, we will be having the service in a few minutes. Uh, I don't know what time it is. I don't have a clock here before me. But it's going to be wonderful because everyone the Lord's got in Judah that's preaching and teaching, preach the word. And I believe every one of us are living it. Hallelujah. So in a few minutes, we'll be back on with the word. At 930. At 930, yes. Thank you. Until then, folks, have a great one.
You're in. Okay. Father, we just thank you and we praise you. You're wonderful. You're everything to us. You're all we need. And, Father, in the name of Jesus, cause us to humble ourselves before you and pray and seek your face and turn from every wicked way. And you said then you would hear from heaven and forgive us of our sin and heal the land. Lord, the church needs to get right. In the name of Jesus, cause your church, the people that are called by your name, cause us to get right with you, live upright and walk upright before you, telling the world that what a wonderful Savior that we have found. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And thank you, Lord, that you live in us. You said you was going to send your Holy Ghost and that he will be in us and teach us and comfort us and remind us of all that you said and did. And then you said you and the Father would come and make your abode within us. And we thank you, Lord, and we praise you. With all of that power living in us, we ought to be upright. We ought to be holy. We ought to live for you, Lord. But I know that you don't live in an unclean temple and cause every one of us to keep our temple clean, living in obedience to you during your will, loving you with all of our hearts, all of our souls, all of our minds, and with all of our strength. You know what you told us to do, Lord, and cause us to humble ourselves before you and do whatever, do everything that you told us, because we can do one of those things and it will take us to hell in Jesus' name. We thank you and we praise you. We want to live with you through eternity, Lord. We love you. We praise you because you came and you suffered and you died for us that we might have a right to the tree of life. And I thank you, Father, and I praise you. You're all we need. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And bless your church, Lord. Bless us to become one in you. We need to be in the unity of the faith of you, Jesus Christ. We need to love one another as you loved us. And you loved us so much you came and you suffered and died for us while we were yet sinners. So, Lord, in the name of Jesus, cause us to remember that and to know that we have to love one another. We have to love one another in spite of, because you told us to love our enemies, to bless those that curse us, to do good to those that hate us and pray for those that spitefully use us and persecute us. Lord, you told us, and because you told us, we can do it. There's nothing that you have told us to do that we cannot do. I don't know where we get that stuff from, that the Lord know I'm young, the Lord know I'm human. He He knew that when he told us not to do these things. Lord, you told us, so help us to live right before you, to walk upright and to love you with everything that is within us, to love you because you first loved us. You loved us, Lord Jesus, while we were yet sinners. Hallelujah, you died for us, and I thank you and I praise you. Bless every one of our children and our children's children throughout every generation. Wash them all afresh in the blood of the Lamb. Lord, I'm praying for those at Judah, your people that are called by your name. Lord, bless our children and our children's children 
throughout every generation. Wash them afresh in the blood of the Lamb. And those that have never been washed, wash them, Lord. No matter what they have done, you'll forgive them if they just repent and turn to you and cause us to live holy, all of us, Lord, loving one another, repenting of every evil that we have ever done before you. In Jesus' name, bless bless all of Judah's children in the same manner, Lord, in the name of Jesus. All of those that have been out to college and, 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 and turned from you, Lord, while they were there and hearing the junk that they were talking about, how they live, and Lord, cause... Uh, and cause our children to turn from you, but, Lord, turn them back to you. Our children throughout every generation, Lord, cause them to turn back and know that you are real and there's nothing that can turn them away from you ever again. In the name of Jesus, talk with them, Lord. Tell them that they are your own and to come back. You're begging them to come back to you and live a holy and a righteous life. Cause them to do just that, Lord. In the name of Jesus, give the women husbands from you, Lord, one that is directly from you that you have picked out that you have chosen for them and and uh, them for for the husbands. We thank you, Lord, and we praise you. All of those that are already married, Lord, in the name of Jesus, you bless that marriage to, to be what you want it to be, to walk upright before you, both man and wife, and that they'll teach their children the same. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we praise you. Lord, this world is in a bad position, an evil position, a sick position, hating one another. Lord, in the name of Jesus, turn it around before it's everlasting too late. Turn us around to love one another, Koshanta, to hate sin and love righteousness. Lord, calls us all to walk upright before you. And you said all souls belong to you. So bless all souls, every soul upon this earth, Lord. And turn this stuff around that's happening, Jesus. I know you told us that if we seek your face and pray and humble ourselves before you and uh, come out of our sins, that you would heal the land. So, Lord, talk to us. Tell us. Let us realize that we're headed for hell in the church, throughout the church building, Lord. In the name of Jesus, cause us to live right, to love right. In the name of Jesus, to take every hate away from you. You told us to love our enemies so we can't hate anybody. We must love in Jesus' name. We thank you and put your love in us because you loved us while we were yet sinners. So we should love our enemies in the name of Jesus as you loved us when we were your enemies. You suffered and died for us. Hallelujah. You put on that sinful flesh, that evil flesh, that and flesh can never please God, but you put it on and you conquered sin in the flesh so that we can live righteous before you. Fix us, Lord. Make us whole and holy unto you and without blame 
unto your coming. And, Father, in the name of Jesus, bless that one that's going to preach your gospel today. You know who they are, and bless them, Lord. Touch them right now in the name of Jesus. And every word that's come out of their mouths, let it be a word from you for us so that we can live holy before you. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father, and we praise you. And, Lord, again, we ask you to bless our apostle. Bless him. Lobo Koshanda. His Lobo Shanta. His flesh, Lobo Koshanda, is weak. But his spirit is well and healthy and running. Cause the flesh to run right with the spirit, Lord. Give him wellness from throughout his very being in the name of Jesus. Bless him, Lord. Keep him and protect him. Bring him back with not a, a sickness in his bones, not a sickness in his body. Oh, bless him, bless him. Heal him from the top of his head down to the soles of his feet, inside out. Cause that that body to catch up with the spirit hallelujah in jesus name we thank you and we praise your most holy and everlasting name not only him but lord his cousin and and uh, there's another minister that is on the line asking for prayer so lord heal these people of this sickness lord in the name of jesus heal the whole cause of enough of us that's called by your name cause enough Enough of us to humble ourselves before you and pray and seek your face and turn from every wicked way. And, Lord, you said you would forgive us of our sin and heal the land. Only then will you do it, Lord. So put it in our hearts to turn around and live for you. And you love us. You loved us while we were enemies. So I know you love us while we are humbled before you and praying and seeking your face and have turned from every wicked way. Lord, bless your church throughout the world in this matter. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you and I praise you and set Judah on top, Lord, on top, living for you, loving you. Stop them from dabbling in witchcraft and hatred. And Lord, put them right and upright before you. Let them realize that witches and warlocks are not of you, and they're going to hell. Take all of that from among us, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless your church now, Lord, throughout the world. Bless us all to humble ourselves before you and pray and seek your face and turn from every wicked way. Lord, you said then you will hear from heaven. We need you, Lord, in us. You said you was going to send back your spirit. And he's going to live in us and comfort us and teach us and remind us of all that you said and did. And then you said that you and your father would come and live in us and be with us throughout eternity, Lord. And we thank you and we praise you. You're wonderful. You're everything we need. You're all we need. Lord, bless us all throughout every generation. Every child that's among us, every one that that 
come from the womb, Lord. Bless them to please you in every way, Lord. Cause us to pray over them while they're still in the womb, Lord. In the name of Jesus, you healed mine of a of a of a, of a sickness or or a deformed person, Lord. You healed them in the womb, and I thank you, Lord, and I praise you. I know you can do all things. There's nothing too hard for you. You you heal of a Koshanda. You do all. There's nothing that you won't do for us. If we just serve you, Lord, live right, and you wash us now, Lord, in the blood of the Lamb. Every one of us that's called by your name, wash us afresh in your blood, in Jesus' name. Keep us whole and holy unto you, and without blame unto your coming. Hallelujah, every one of us, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you. And again, Lord, bless that one that's going to teach your gospel. Bless them to teach it. In the name of Jesus, from the heart, in the name of Jesus, directly from you, and open our ears to hear it and do it. Live it. In Jesus' name we pray and we thank you. Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah on this morning. Thank you, Mother Curtis, for that awesome prayer. Praise God. Hallelujah. I just want us to take a few moments this morning and just lift God up. Just say hallelujah. Sister Montina, can you unmute the phone? I need everybody to be on one accord this morning. We have been fasting and praying, and we have been fasting and praying, and we have been fasting and praying. And this morning, I need us to raise up God. I need us to magnify his name on this morning. Hallelujah. I need everybody on this prayer line to open your mouth. Open your mouth. Open your mouth and let God know that you see him this morning, that you feel him this morning, that you know that he is with you this morning. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We know, Father, that we are wretched, Father, but we thank you for your grace and your mercy this morning, Father. We lift you up on high this morning. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. We thank you for this morning, Father. Oh, what a blessing you have been to us, God, that we could be dead to be under God, and that you give us breath in our body yet another day, Father. We thank you for that. We thank you for just being magnificent to us, Father. We thank you that you are who you say you are, God, that you have never forgotten. Taking us nor uh, left us, God. We thank you for that. Thank you for the anointing power to preach your word, to teach your word, to teach your word. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for Calvary Cross this morning, Father. Thank you for the blood that was shed for us, Father, two thousand years ago, God. We thank you for this morning, Father. We lift up our voices in unity, Father. We lift up our voices, Father, on one accord, saying Hallelujah to you, God. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, people. Come on. Out of the belly. Out of your belly, say thank you. Out of your belly, say hallelujah. Out of your belly, know that you were saved. Out of your belly, know what the blood of Jesus can do for your house. Out of the blood of Jesus. Out of the blood of Jesus, you cry out that your sins will wash away. Out of the blood of Jesus, you cry out that you are not dead. Out of the blood of Jesus, you cry out that the one that you've been praying for will be saved today. That will be uplifted today. We'll be healed today in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Out of your belly, out of your belly. Yes. Yeah. 
And I ain't talking about that old, uh, 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 thank you, Lord, uh, uh, we thank you, Lord, we know it's God. I'm talking about some good old prayer. I'm, I'm talking about that prayer where you, you, you almost went in, but you, you at work. You almost went in, but it's break time. You, you almost went in, but you, 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 you at, uh, at the mall. You, you almost, I'm talking about that good old thank you, Lord. The enemy tries every day to cause so much disturbance in our lives that our times is rendered useless. And when I'm talking about the enemy, I'm not just talking about Satan and his demons. I'm also talking about his devices, his plan, his method, his tricks that he used. And I'm also talking about anything that you have allowed to exalt itself above God and his will for your life. There are items and peoples and thoughts and circumstances that has taken up residence, meaning they are living. They are living inside your life. They are living at your house. They're living in your kids. They're living in your spouse. They're living in family members. They're living in friends. They're living in coworkers. They have taken residence inside your life, giving them legal ground to exist because you have invited them in. Come on. Come on. Everybody done been there. We done did something. We done told something to come on into our lives. We done said, come on. Come on on over here. I want you. Come on. And now that thing is there and it is growing. It it has grown in our lives. And and, and the thing is, is that this demon didn't come. This 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 thing that is is vexing us didn't come because uh, it, it said, "Oh, I'm choosing you today." It came because we invited it. See, we come to a place we we understand that our words have power. We we are inviting some things into our lives. We are speaking things into our lives. We are um, uh, welcoming. We are opening doors to say, come on in. See, we, we as saints, we're good at shutting the front door, but there's some windows and some back doors opening. Hallelujah. Amen. Anybody this morning? There's some things that are opening in our house. We good because, see, that's what we look like. We look like the Christian. We act like the Christian and we talk like the Christian. So our front door is closed. But, baby, there are some things coming in through the back door. And through some windows in our houses, we got in my house, in my basement, I have some very, very small windows. A human probably, uh, well, I mean, a child probably could, a baby, but a human, a, a grown person couldn't come through. But, see, we got some things that are in our houses that we don't crack some windows to let some things come through because we think ain't nobody going to know it. But there are some things, some people, some thoughts, some items, some circumstances, items, items. Items can be your phone. Items that have come and taken residence in your life because you have given it legal ground. This morning, we're going to get some deliverance. Amen? Amen. We're going to get some deliverance this morning from people and things and thoughts and circumstances that add no value to us. See, as Christians, our biggest faults are we take our little G, God, and try to become big G, God. This is the longest-running method of Satan. He's tripped up millions of people with this. It started with Eve. See, Eve, the serpent said, God knows that when you eat of this fruit, this is in Genesis, when you eat of this fruit, your eyes will be open and you should be like God, little G's, knowing good and evil. See, when we get a few revelations as saints and we memorize the scriptures, we may memorize the whole Bible, we may even lay hands or pray for someone and someone was healed, we become so zealful that we don't use any wisdom and the enemy knows that and that's when he starts devouring us. See, when I'm talking about getting that legal ground, letting that thing come on into our lives. See, when we don't have any wisdom when we're walking in this journey. See, we think we know everything. Have you ever talked to somebody and they say, I know, I know, I know. But when you get done, you'd be like, they don't know nothing they're talking about. 
See, that's what we're doing with God. We, we know. We know we we so zealful, we're so enthusiastic to do his will. We're so enthusiastic to get on this journey, but we have no wisdom. And the enemy immediately starts devouring us. I, I, I want to make this very plain when I say this, because someone may not know this on this prayer line today, and you may be uh, sharing this message with somebody else, and they may not know. So I, I want to interject and say this. The enemy can come and come with a head, head on attack to you. But many times the enemy is very subtle and infiltrates your life. How does he do that? In Matthew 26, it says, watch and pray. You do both those things at the same time. Watch and pray that ye not enter in temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. I think that's amplified version. But the temptation doesn't always mean physical. When we think of temptation, we think of physical temptation. But the, the temptation is anything that goes against God's word, anything that goes against his will. In Matthew 4, the tempter, the tempter who was the devil, came to Jesus in the wilderness. So we must watch and pray to not allow the tempter to come and lead us into temptation. Again, that's leading us into something that goes against God's word and his will. And this is what we have to understand is that when we are being devoured by the enemy because we're not watching and praying, we are distracted. We think that there's something going on over here, and it's not. As Christians, we are taught that we are to love everyone because this is, I, I struggle with this. I, I, I have struggled with this. I've been saved many years, and I struggle with this thing. So I know it ain't just me because God gave me this, showed me this, so I know it's some other people. See, as Christians, we are taught that we are to love everyone, that being a Christian means our light shines even in the darkest place to save all of God's people. And God revealed to me, he's not telling us when we have to move away from people to toss people away, but we may have to remove ourselves so that God can send someone else who is assigned to that person to help them on their journey. Let me, let, me, let me emphasize that again. God can send someone who is assigned to them to help them along their journey. See, we as Christians believe that everybody who comes to us, we got to help them. That's false. That, that's not true. Everybody who comes to us loves us. That's not true. Everybody who comes to us means us well. That's not true. So as, so as Christians, we are being taught that we love everyone, but we have, we have misconstrued that thing and saying that we loving everyone means that we have to be in misery with those people. And I'm telling you on this morning, I'm giving you some deliverance today. You don't have to be in misery with those people. You don't have to be in misery because you love them. You don't have to be in misery with them. Come on, somebody. God can sit. God is, you are in the way of God sending someone that is truly assigned to them. See, you may, in 1 Corinthians 3, Paul says, I have planted Apollos water, but God gave the increase. So you ain't nothing that, that did the planting. You ain't nothing that did the watering, but God that giveth the increase is all of it. See, so what, what somebody may need from me may just be for a moment, may just be a couple days, may just be an encouragement. But that doesn't mean I take that encouragement in that five-minute meeting and carry that person and their burdens with me on my way to the house. And now I'm giving you money every week. I'm trying to encourage you every week. That, that's not what that, that means. That, that seed that I planted may have been only for that five minutes, but then God may send somebody else to water that seed for them. 
But see, if we keep holding on to God's people because we love them, that has nothing to do. I said it again. You can love God's people. You don't have to be in misery with those people. See, there's some miserable people out there, and we have attached ourselves to them. And when we were only supposed to be planting, we weren't supposed to be watering, and God forbid we thought we were supposed to do the increase. Again, we're trying to be the little G. We don't want to be just the little G. We want to be the big G. See, God God is not telling us. God gives the increase. And we have gotten that thing so twisted. I told you it's the longest trick that the devil has played. He played it on Eve. He played it on even, even, even Lucifer thought he could be above God. Come on. In Matthew 14, I'm going to give you an example right here. Matthew 14, Jesus had compassion on a multitude of people, and he healed their sick, their sickness, and he fed them bread and fish. You know the story of the fish and the, the, the five loaves of bread and the two fish? Yet when his assignment was over, now you go read this, Matthew 14. When, he, when his assignment was over, he sent his disciples away. Then he retreated to a part of the mountain to pray by himself. See, when his assignment was over, when he was done praying for them, when he was done healing them, even though he had compassion on them, he retreated to a part of the mount to pray by himself. He understood his assignment was over. And, and the same story in, in, in John 6, go read it. Go read it. If you, if you ain't picked up your Bible this week, I'm giving you some scriptures. Go read it. In John 6, it states, Jesus perceived that they would come and take him by force to make him a king. He departed again into the mountain himself alone. Again, Matthew 14, John 6 is the same story. It's just giving us different, different um, views of it. So it said that he departed again into the mountain himself alone. They wanted to make Jesus king. He, he was already king, but they were talking about like an earthly king. They, they were going to take him by force. Have you, do you have somebody like that in your life? Who, 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 who just going to by force tell you what you going to do or by force going tell to tell you what they going to do? I'm telling you this morning that we can have compassion on God's people, but we can remove ourselves. There's some aspects that we have to remove for ourselves because there is something God wants to do to them. See, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you something this morning. Watch and pray. I'm giving you some deliverance from some things, not just people. I know we're talking about people right now, but I'm talking about all of it. You can put people there. You can put yourself on there. You can put your money there. You can put your car and your houses there. You can put a woman and a man there. You can have compassion for all that type of stuff. But guess what? When your assignment is over, it's time for you to go away and retreat by yourself to do what God called you to do. God, Jesus didn't take them people with him. He had his 12 disciples. He had his inner, inner circle. He had his little clique. He didn't, he, he, he didn't take them people with him. He didn't take those 5,000, those 5,000 men with him just because he had compassion on them. So when, when it said in John 6, when he perceived it, he became aware he was conscious. This is a discernment. This is, this is what we're talking about, discernment in the church, when, when we can describe or determine God's desire for a situation. See, I told you earlier, something, when, you, when you're to plant something, it, it's, the, it, it's for that moment. It don't mean you take it forever. It doesn't mean that you take whatever that person and their issues and you go with it. You may need to pray for them. I'm not saying don't pray for them. I'm saying you may need to leave the moment right where it's at. See, we're taking some things. We're inviting some things into our lives that don't have no business being there. This is, this is what I'm trying to tell you. When, when Because like I said earlier, I, 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 I picked this one out about people because I've struggled with this for many of years. 
I felt like because I prayed for them or I led them to the Lord or I gave them an encouragement, I had to keep carrying them. But keep carrying them, they weren't growing. Keep carrying them, I was still going back into the darkness and trying to pull them back out. Not saying that's not right. What I'm saying is it wasn't my assignment. And I'm saying to you this morning, some of these people on your uh, list ain't your assignment. Some of these people that you texting and calling ain't your assignment, but you feel obligated. I'm telling you, obligation don't mean nothing. I'm telling you, God's will means everything. So there's some things I, I, I had to pull the people out because, see, we struggle with people. See, we struggle with people. See, 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 that's where church hurt comes from, because it's people. That's why uh, we struggle with that. We struggle with um, meeting new people. It's people. We struggle with that. A big part, as, as, as a child all the way to an adult, we struggle with people, what they think of us, what, 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 who, what, what they perceive of us or what, what, what we look like to them or how we're acting. So that's why I had to, put, I had to specifically speak about the people part. Because I know I'm not the only one that does struggle with that. So I'm here to, I, I said today, we're going to get some deliverance, not just you, but me too. We're we going to get some deliverance, not just from people, but for some things. This, and I, and I, so I, so I want to I express to you that people, everybody can't go with you. Someone told me a few weeks ago, and I didn't understand. Well, it was a few months ago. I didn't understand what they were saying to me at that time. But, boy, I hear it now. And they said to me, Lady Brooks, everybody ain't going to be able to go to this next level with you. And I can tell you, I can testify this morning, I see people just shedding away from me. And you know what? At, at first, I was sad. But I'm telling you on today because I understand what God is trying to do in our minds and in our hearts and in our, in our beings and our lives. I'm grateful this morning. I'm grateful because God is showing me there is some deliverance that needs to happen still in God's house. I don't care how long you've been saved, there is some deliverance that needs to happen with you because there are some people who can't go to the next level with you. That cell phone can't go to the next level with you. That thing that you're doing can't go to the next level with you. That, that, that thing that irritates other people can't go to the next level with you. That sin that you have can't go to the next level with you. See, there is an increase that God is trying to give to us. Glory to glory to glory. Glory to glory. There's a level in this that we are going on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, on a yearly basis that we have to go through. And there are some things that we have given little legal ground into our lives that cannot go to that next level. So what, what, what must we do? We must watch and we must pray. We must do those things simultaneously. That means do it together. We must watch and we must pray because what? The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So we have to come to a place that while I'm talking about people, I, I, I want to put this here, too, to put food for thought. You may be the person that somebody needs to break away from. Come on. Amen. You may be that person that needs the other person to break away from, but you don't even see it. And that person don't know how to break away from you. See, see we, we, get so, we get so high and mighty that we think ain't nothing wrong with us. 
But there's some things in us that God is sending somebody else to sign. One of the prayers I have every day is, Lord, send somebody to minister to me as I minister to other people. Because there's somebody that needs to plant a seed in me. There's somebody who needs to water something that somebody planted a seed a month ago or a year ago. I need that seed to be watered, Lord, because I need an increase from you. So I want you to know that while I'm talking about other people, you may be the very person I'm talking about. Hallelujah. So we need to allow God to examine us. We need to allow God to examine us and to reveal to us what type of person we are. See, we, we ain't all great. I said that. We're not all great. We, we don't know everything. We are sinners. We, we are sinners. As, as Donnie McClurkle said, we are sinners that have fallen. We would say saints that have fallen. We, we, we understand that we're not perfect. So we need to ask God to examine and to reveal to us what type of person are we? Are we that person to cling on to somebody? And we dragging that person down or we making that person uncomfortable or we not, we not, we preventing that person to go to the next level because of who we are, that we don't want to let them go because we've become so comfortable with them. See that, that's, that, that's the one thing that, that always has troubled me when, as saints, when we form relationships in church, why do we get jealous when the next person is increasing their learning, when their gift is increasing, their talent is increasing, their anointing is increasing? Why do we hate on that person? If we're supposed to be family, if we're supposed to be friends um, outside of church or even inside of church, why, why are we talking about it? Oh, they think they all that. They, is that not what we're supposed to be doing? So I'm asking you this morning to examine yourself, allow yourself. I said last um, a few weeks ago, raise your hand, surrender to him, because God is making you. To make you, there has to be a surrendering. There has to be a surrendering saying, God, reveal to me of what type of person I am. Because if I'm one of them people hindering somebody else, Lord, remove me. Remove me and let somebody else go water for them. Let somebody else go plant seed for them. Because, see, that, that seed you've been riding on, that ain't no, you ain't letting nobody water it. You're not letting nobody water it, and God can't give no increase. So God, let, let, because I say that we, are, we, we, we sin, because we have faults, God is the only one. God is the only one who stays the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. Nothing stays the same for us. See, as we grow in Christ, as we become more uh, I'm looking for a word, Holy Spirit. When we grow in Christ, nothing stays the same. You you can go back to the first day you got saved to today, and you know that you have changed. I, well, I hope you know that you have changed. So nothing stays the same for us. But see, God is already made. God is already there. He has never changed. He's the same. We are flawed. We have sins, yes. So to get deliverance, we need to achieve the things of God. We must all, to get deliverance, to achieve the things of God, we must always understand nothing stays the same for us. Our situations, our personalities, our characters, our demeanor, the, the, the things that we have invited into our lives that gave legal ground a year ago, we don't want those things this year. The things that we settled for five years ago, we don't want them. Think those things this year. I believe during this fast, this Daniel fast, if you have been faithful to it, it, it I, and when I say faithful, I ain't talking about you didn't eat nothing, um, like you didn't you didn't eat a meat or you didn't eat something that you shouldn't eat. That's not what I'm talking about, faithful, because I understand that there are some situations where 
God will say, you, you, you'll be like, Lord, I'm, just, I, I'm doing this. Please, God. And God will give you mercy for that. And, ain't nobody saying we're perfect in all things that we're doing. So, so I, I, I just want to put that there. But when we want to achieve the things of God, we must understand that nothing stays the same for us. In, the, in this 21 days, that we, we, about, we almost done, y'all. We got about four more days to go, and, I, and four or five more days to go. And I, I want to say that um, nothing should stay the same for us that when we started on December 31st or January 1st, 2021. There should be some change in us that has happened, not just for me, not just for Judah, but for you and your household. See, I had gave some directives earlier about what we're fasting for because it, 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 one of the things I said was for you and your household. Don't just pray for me and my household because I'm going through something and it's very public or because you, you because uh, somebody told you. Don't, it's not just about me and my husband and my children and my extended family. I'm talking about pray for you and your family too. I, that's what I'm saying. So you should not be the same. We should not be the same. Either we grow or we are stagnant. And when we stagnant, which means there is no inflow for you and there's no outflow from you. Let me, let me say that again. means there is no inflow. That means nobody can give into you. There's no inflow into you and there's no outflow out of you. That means can't nobody speak to you and you can't speak to nobody else. That's what stagnant means. See, that I'm going to tell you how you're stagnant when you're doing the same thing over and over, and then you use this, God knows me. God knows my heart. I'm just a work in progress. See, those are things, those are cues. Those are Christian cues to let you know you're stagnant. You ain't doing nothing different. I, you you ain't doing nothing different. You you don't want to do nothing different. You, you, you're going where you want. You're you saying what you want, and then you put this whole uh, Band-Aid on it that says, well, God knows me. God knows me. He knows my heart. I'm a work in progress. See, that, those, those are cues to let you know you stagnant, baby. You stagnant. See, because can't nobody speak into you. Can't nobody tell you nothing. You one of them people that say, I know, I know, I know. And can't no, nothing flow out of you. Everything you, you can't encourage nobody. And when you encourage somebody, you don't mean it from your heart. You just saying something because you heard it on YouTube or you heard another preacher say it or somebody else say it or something that you've been saying for many of years, but there is nothing fresh coming out of you. See, when, when there is something fresh coming out of you, God gives you a word constantly. Con and, and I'm not saying God gives you an audible voice. I'm telling you in his word, you will find something to encourage somebody in every situation. There is growth in you. But when you are stagnant and you don't want to change and you want to stay the same, when you're not watching and when you're not praying, see, I, 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 I struggle with this scripture because I said, Lord, well, what does this mean? Because I'm not really talking about prayer. I'm not really talking about looking for something. And God says, if you watch and you pray, you ain't got to. Your eyes is already open to what's happening. And you know how to pray about that thing because your spirit is willing, but your flesh is weak. See, our flesh gets us into, into some issues. Our flesh is what makes, makes us say we stagnant, that makes us uh, uh, fight that spirit in us. So again, I'm, I'm going to state again, the enemy tries every day to cause so much disturbance in our lives that our time on earth is rendered useless, which means that you ain't doing nothing of no good, of no value to anybody. The only thing you're concerned about is your household. You, you're not doing nothing of no value to anybody. And I, let me, and I want, I want to say this, and I'm not talking about works. 
I'm not talking about just working to go feed the hungry or clothe the, uh, the, uh, the, um, the naked. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when you, when you are giving yourself, when you are um, using your time wisely, when you are doing God's will, it is because God ordained you to do it. See, there are some people who are gifted to go clothe the naked. There are some people that are gifted to go feed the homeless. See, everybody can't do that, but, but there are some people who will do it and their heart is not into it, ain't even, there, ain't even what God called them to do. See, God called them to go speak to the women who are having abortions, but because that is controversy, they don't want to go do that. They want to stick somewhere easy where they can be seen helping the homeless and feeding, feeding the homeless and, and clothing the homeless. They, they, that's what they want. They want those accolades because people can see them do that. But there's some things that God has called us to serve in the background that don't nobody see you doing. But that is your ministry. So what I'm saying when God, when God gave me this, that the enemy tries every day to cause so much disturbance in our lives that is that it's rendering our time useless here on earth, it's because we're not watching and praying. See, we're not watching and praying. We're not watching what's out there in front of us. We're not watching what God is saying. We're not seeing people, but we just and we're not praying about none of it. We just walking. We're just walking this thing out. We're not even we're, we're not even paying attention to anything. Have you have you ever? Uh, I know people who can't multitask. This is gonna take some multitasking in the spirit realm. You gonna to have to learn how to multitask in the spirit realm. You gonna to have to learn how to watch and pray because what the spirit is willing to the spirit is always willing to do God's will. It's the flesh that is weak. It's the flesh that is being devoured. It's the flesh that is being uh, 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 beat up on. That that we we want to give up. During this time of quarantine, I have watched so many movies, and I'm pretty sure all of you have watched more movies and TV than any, oh, my goodness, this time of quarantine, I don't watch so many movies. I, I think the movies I have watched since March of uh, 2020, I know in my whole life of living, I've never watched this, that, this many more movies. I know I've never been a person that say, oh, did you see this on Netflix? Did you watch this on Hulu? Did you see this on Prime Video? I got every subscription of every video thing because I need to watch movies. There ain't nothing else to do. Ain't nothing else to do. But one thing I see in these movies, and this, and, and, and I said, Lord, this is getting extra spiritual, but I have to bring this up. And every, and all these movies that I see, anytime there's a distraction needed, there's an explosion. There's a huge explosion. It creates a chaotic scene so that the good or the bad person can complete a task and not be noticed. Now, remember I said earlier, sometimes the devil going to come head on to you, and sometimes he's not. He's going to be very subtle in his infiltration. That's what this is. See, when we're not watching and praying, when we're not watching and praying, God's people, when we're not watching and praying, there's a chaotic scene, and there's being a task completed in our lives, and we didn't even notice that it happened because we're too busy watching the distractions. This is what the enemy does is we become so involved in the distractions, we don't even see the infiltration. We don't even see what he has done in our lives, the seed that he planted in our child or what he has done uh, to our spouse or to our loved one. We don't even see that we're so distracted by something else. We allow our emotions to dictate. We allow people to speak about. We even forget what God's word says. See, the distractions is our telephone. I'm telling you, my, my telephone is, is in my hand majority of the day. My, my, and I'm not always, um, I'm not always 
reading the Bible on my phone. Come on, somebody. I'm not always listening to gospel on my phone. I'm doing other stuff. I'm shopping. I'm reading news. I'm watching YouTube videos. I'm being honest. Come on, somebody. Y'all y'all know what I'm talking about. My, my phone, had. I, I realized that my phone at one point had become an idol to me. See, I'm talking about that thing, that item that has infiltrated it. You, you gave it legal ground to take up your life. See, I, I, my kids, um, there's this app called TikTok. And uh, I'm telling y'all, it is so time-consuming. My kids said, Mom, you got to get on this. It is funny. You see cooking videos. You see DIY videos. That's do it yourself. You see all these videos. And I said, okay, yeah, let me see what they're talking about. I got on this thing, y'all, and I'm telling y'all my day was gone. By the time I looked up, I said, it's dark, it's dark outside. This thing, because they're only like 15 seconds to 30-second videos, while you're clicking and you're sliding over, you're not really thinking it's consuming much of your time, but it's actually consuming hours of your day. It's consumed you. So I, when I'm talking about distractions, when I'm talking about things that have taken legal ground into our lives, it's because we invited. See, I invited TikTok into my life. I invited my phone into my life. I invited that money, that hunger to go shopping into my life. I invite. There's some things in our lives that we have invited to take over God's will and God's way. And, and today I'm telling you we're going to get some deliverance today. Today, you're going to look at yourself in the mirror. Today, you're going to look over your life and say, Lord, what is it that I need to remove? Do I need to not just fast from food, a dumb Daniel fast? Do I need to put my phone down? Do I need to put my tablet down? Do I need to put the remote down? Do I need to uh, stop meeting with people? Do I need to just sit in my house? Do I need to sit in my prayer closet? Lord, tell me what it is I need to do because what I'm going to do is I'm going to break up this fallow ground that this demon, these things that I have put up against you, these idols, and that I have given a residence into my house because I have not been watching and praying because I have not done what you told me to do. But today, I'm telling you, today you will look over your life and some things will change for you because you will not be stagnant. And I declare and decree that over you today. You will have an inflow and you will have an outflow out of you. So the distraction is real. Our emotions dictate it. People will speak about it and we even forget what God's word says. I just said that. But because the distraction is so real, because the distraction is so real, we don't even understand that we're wounded. Let me explain to you. The distraction is a superficial wound. A superficial wound is like a cut or an abrasion, something you like when you scrape your knee or um, maybe you um, paper cut or, um, you know, just you, you, you know, rubbed against something or maybe you had an allergic reaction, you scratch a mosquito bite, that, that's just a superficial wound. See, a Band-Aid can heal some, some ointment. You got some ointment, that you, you, you good. That's what, that's what a distraction is. We, we, and I'm not, let me, I want to say this again. I'm not saying that the distraction is not real. The distraction is real. The pain you feel is real. The hurt you feel is real, but it is superficial real. See, it ain't, it, it, it's just a, a, superficial, a superficial wound for you. The infiltration is what the puncturing is. See, puncturing is it looks small on the outside, but it's deep down inside your tissues. It's deep down inside your body, and it can cause harm to your vital organs. See, see when you get punctured, it does something to your spirit. When your spirit is not at peace, see, it, it, it tells us in the word the spirit is willing. Willing for what? Willing to do God's will. 
But when we are punctured, and that's by the infiltration of the enemy or the things that we have allowed to come into our, our, our camp, into our homes, into our minds, into our bodies, and, and, and we choose to stay focused on the distraction the enemy gives us and not the infiltration that has happened. See, what we need to do is we're watching and praying. We are specialists in, in, in distractions. We are specialists in, in warfare because we are in warfare. He give us tools. I say it all the time, and people laugh, but we have superpowers. He gives us armor. These superheroes you see on TV, they ain't the only ones with armor. The, 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 the people you see on TV and in movies, they ain't the only one that got powers. We have powers, too, as God's people. So we, 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 because we know that we do not fight against flesh and blood, we should be a, a specialist. We should, we should specialize in warfare. So when, when the enemy tries to distract us with this on the left, we can look to the right and say, I already see you, devil. I already see that I put some stuff in my past. Because, see, some of the stuff that we've given legal ground to that we've invited into our house, it was before we got saved. Hello? It was before we got saved that we're dealing with some stuff in our children that we don't understand why we're dealing with it. I, I declare that today you may want to look at some stuff that you did before you got saved to understand why your child is acting the way they acted or why you acting the way you acted or why these situations keep coming to you because it's something you may have done before you even knew who Jesus Christ was or before you even uh, truly accepted him into your life. So what we need to do, because we understand that the, the distraction is just a superficial wound, we need to look at what, what, what the puncturing is doing. What is the infiltration doing to us? What, what, what does that look like to us? Because, see, what God, what God wants us to see, he gives us eyes. He gives us two eyes, everybody. Everybody, he has, gives us two eyes. Some of us only have one and some of us are blind. But when I talk about watching and praying, I'm not just talking about naturally. I'm talking about spiritually. We should be watching and praying spiritually. That's a spiritual thing. He's not saying watch with your eyes. But some of us close our eyes to pray. He's not saying just naturally. Yes, naturally we are to look. We're not supposed to act, just act like we don't see nothing. Now, come on, use some wisdom now. But this is a spiritual thing he's talking about. I, I, I want you to see that distraction, but no, because you're praying. You're praying about that infiltration that you know going to try to come later from this distraction. See, that, I, I, I'm telling you that the, the, the infiltration is what you need to be concerned about. We have to get to a place where we see God in all things. That the enemy will not allow will not be allowed to render our days useless on earth. We we have to take our power back, everybody. We we have to take our power back about what God is saying to us. The world has been in chaos way before COVID nineteen, way before the internet, way before social media. The world has been in chaos. It didn't start with uh, some people want to say it was President Trump. It didn't start with him. It didn't, it didn't, the chaos the chaos didn't start with him. There has always been distractions. You have always seen the superficial wounds. You have always seen those things. But those are just distractions from what God really wants you to see. See, there's the, like I said before, the infiltrations which he wants you to see. We are at war. We are at war not just in our homes, but there are millions of people out here who are fighting. And it is our responsibility as children of God to go to the war for the world. I'm going to say that again. It is our responsibility. It is our due diligence as children of God to go to war for the world, not just what's around our dinner table. 
See, it's easy just to pray for the people you love. It's easy to pray for the people that even you know. You may not even love them or like them, but it's easy to pray for them. But can you pray for the world? We, we come to a place in our Christian walk, and I don't know why we do this, and, 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 I, and, I'm, and I'm daring to say all of us have come to this place, and I'm not saying that we are all, we've all stayed there, but we have come to this place that we, 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 place our, we see our lot. We don't see kingdom business. We just see our business. Lord, I'm going through. Lord, they messing with me. Lord, I ain't got no money. Lord, this. Lord, I ain't tithing nothing. I ain't giving no love offering. I'm not doing none of that because, Lord, you know my bills. You know what I'm going through. So we, we don't look at God's business. We look at our business. And it's real. Our business is real. I have to say that it is. I done been there. I, I know our business is real. But our business is what makes us into what God created us to be. Do you not understand that? The situation that you are in, it's what God is, is ordaining for you to create what, what he intended you to be. Didn't I say two weeks ago, God is making you. How can he make you if you ain't got no, no business, if you ain't got no tests, if you ain't got no trials, you ain't got no temptations? How can God make you? He cannot make you. So you have to understand, even though your business is real, it's still about kingdom business. See, I told you the world was in an uproar before. It was in chaos. It was confusion before COVID-19. It was in confusion before President uh, Trump. I'm going to give you some statistics here. Approximately six to seven million Africans were brought over to be slaves. That's some, that, that's, that, that, see, that's chaos. That's confusion. That, that's, that's, that's wrong. The 1918 flu pandemic killed approximately 50 million people worldwide. That, that's 1918. See, we're dealing with COVID-19 in 2020. In 1918, 50 million people worldwide died. There, there, there's some people who want to believe this is our deadliest disease. It's not. There has been all kinds of viruses and diseases that have killed millions of people in, 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 less, in, in less amount of time. The Holocaust killed approximately 6 million Jews. Abortions have killed approximately 620,000 babies in 2018. So this morning I'm asking you, are you watching and praying? Are you watching and praying? See, your spirit is willing. Your spirit is up at all times. But it's the flesh that's weak. Are you, what's being discussed on your phones? What's in your mouth? What are you conversating about? What have you given legal ground to in your house that keeps you distracted from God and God's way and God's will? What's keeping you distracted from seeing that God's people are hurting? Is it your distractions that are keeping you, or, or is it that you're just stagnant? I don't know which one it is, but I'm telling you this morning, you must watch and pray. You must watch and pray just not for your own household, but you must watch and pray for God's people all over the world. There are people suffering. There are people who are being martyred. If you don't know what that means, they are dying because of a cause. And there are Christians in third world countries and countries who are communistic countries. There are countries that uh, people have to go underground to have church. There are people who can't even name the name of Jesus. There are people who uh, get killed for carrying a Bible. There There are villages being slaughtered because they believe in Jesus Christ. And you worried about 
about your bill. You worried about what somebody said about you. You worried about that. Baby, I'm here to tell you today that is not God's will. That is not God's way. You are being distracted with what the enemy wants to give you, but the enemy has infiltrated the camp of God, and we sitting around acting like we ain't warriors. We sitting around acting like we don't know how to watch and pray in the spirit realm. So I'm here to tell you today, stop allowing people and things and circumstances and items to create you. We have to come to an understanding, a place of understanding, believing and living that the God we want is not the God who is. I'm going to repeat that. The God we want is not the God who is. See, we want a peaceful God. We want a God to give us some stuff. But God who is, God will cause some war. God will kill some people. God will remove some people. God will do some things that we have to say, Lord, have mercy on them. Because God who is is not the God we want. The God we want is a pleasant God. The God we want is a loving God. The God we want is a giving God. God we want, no, what we want is a pimp. But God is saying, if you don't get your stuff together, I will take you off this earth and I will raise up another Joshua. I will raise up another Moses. I will raise up another Esther. I will raise up another Abraham, or Isaac, or Jacob to do what you will not do. See, we are distracted by what the enemy wants, but something has infiltrated your household. Something has infiltrated your camp. And I'm here to tell you the God who is, is not going to stand for this no longer. We must, we must fight for God. We must fight for his business, not our business. See, the God who is can do more than what we think. The God that we that who is is not contained in the box that we want him in. His hand reaches into the depths and darkest places in this world to achieve his will. He says, I am who I am. In Exodus 4, he talks about, he, Moses says, who, who should I say sent me? He said, tell him, I am who I am. You know what? That was the most gangster statement in the Bible. I'm telling you it is. This morning when I read it, I said, Lord, you just tell me. Have your parents ever told you? Because I said so. Because I said so. That's what that statement is saying. I am who I am. I, I'm, I'm, you tell them that. You go tell them that. I am who I am. That's some gangster stuff right there. See, we, we got to take a gang. See, see God even telling us we got to take a gangster stance in this. I am who I am. I am God's child. I can call that thing out. I see the distraction, but I'm going to work on the infiltration. See, the distraction, yeah, you put a Band-Aid on that thing. But see, over here, I'm going to make sure you don't come over here and do no harm. See, that thing that you have allowed legal ground into your world, allow legal ground into your children, allow legal ground into your church, allow legal ground at your job. You have given your legal rights to the enemy to say, come on in. But God is saying, I am who I am. The same thing as your parents should say. Remember, and I know my parents said that I said it because I, I did it because I said so. You're going to do it because I said so. There they ain't no explanation. There ain't no explanation about it. God's not trying to give you no explanation as a father. He's our heavenly father. He don't have to give you no explanation. He didn't give uh, uh, Moses no explanation. He said, I am who I am, and that's just what it is. God is saying, I am who I am. I am what you need. I am what you choose. I am here. I am there. I'm everything in the past, and I'm everything that your ancestors saw. I'm everything in the future, and I am everything right now. So we need to stand on this. God says, I am who I am, and I'm asking you, who are you? Do you know who you are? Do you know what has infiltrated your camp? Have you been watching and praying? Have you been sitting there, or, or, or are you sitting there and not doing nothing? 
Are you sitting there hoping that apostle give you a word or you keep jumping from prophet to prophet to prophet to find a word, from church to church to church to find a word, from conversation to conversation to conversation to find a word, or are you sitting there watching and praying? Are you sitting there understanding that the distraction that you're going through has nothing to really do with you? It's a distraction so that that enemy can come in and take out your kids. That enemy can come in and take out your spouse. That enemy can come in and take out your family. That enemy can come in and kill you off. Do you understand that distraction has nothing to do with the infiltration? It's just a distraction. And I've come to tell you, you better know who you are. You better know you better watch and pray because God said, I am who I am. And if Jesus is an example of who we are to be, then guess what? We better know who we are. That's what I came to tell you today. Get some deliverance today. Stop, stop uh, patty caking with the devil. See, the devil trying to kill you, trying to kill some stuff in your life, trying to kill that seed in you. You better fight like you in war. You better fight like they. Did you not understand this? The devil has been uh, 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 planning your defeat since since before you was even born. He was messing with your ancestors to defeat you because he knew today, 2021, that you would be standing there firm in who God is. He's been trying to take you out. He tried to take you out. He tried to take you out in the womb. He tried to take you out with your grandfather. He tried to take you out with your grandmother, your great, 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 all the way back. He tried to take you out. But there was a perseverance in God's people that said not so, because God knew you had to get to this point today to hear this message. For him to tell you, I am who I am, you better watch and pray. Now, the spirit is willing because the spirit came from God. It is perfect, but your flesh is weak. Stop being devoured by the enemy. Stop being letting people devour you. Stop letting things devour you. Stop letting circumstances devour you. Stop letting that distraction devour you. I'm telling you this morning, stand firm in who you are. God told you right there, I am who I am, and you better say that to the devil. I am who I am. I am a winner. I am more than victorious. I am firm. I am not double-minded. I, I do love I do care. I have compassion. I do pray. I am watching. I am, I am who I am. I am not a borrower. I am a lender. I am the head and not the tail. I am who I am. You better you better put that into you better put that in your spirit today. I am who I am. You better go through God's word and look at his promises. You better go through his word and understand what he said. I am royalty. I am priest. I am his, his child. I am the daughter of the Most High King. I am. I am. I am. I am. I am. And not be distracted by what the enemy is trying to give you. I'm telling you today, in the name of Jesus, you will break up follow grounds. You will break every curse that has come into your house that you have given legal ground to. Again, I say you may have to go back to when before you knew who Jesus was. Because you don't brought some stuff back there and said, yo, now. And now your kids is acting out some stuff. Your grandkids is acting out some stuff that you don't understand why. I'm telling you, you better get some clarity from God so you can defeat that thing and not be distracted. Because, see, when he was distracting you with your little problems, there was an infiltration that was happening in your household. There was an infiltration that was coming through your back door, that was coming through some windows. That's what I'm telling you this morning. So, Father God, I thank you for this message. I thank you for God's people. I thank you, Lord, that your word, Father, will not fall on, 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 on dirty, jacked-up, nasty ground. I'm telling you, Lord, that your word follow, that, that falls on good ground, 
soil that is fertilized, soil that is ready to grow, soil that has been watered, soil that we understand that you will give the increase to. So, Father, I declare and decree your word is, is sowed into your people, that they will no longer be distracted by what the enemy is doing. They will no longer be distracted what they have called into their lives and allowed to take up residence in them. But, Father, today they will watch and they will pray. They will watch and they will pray. They will watch and they will pray to see what the enemy is doing in their lives. They will get deliverance today in the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, I declare and decree over your entire household. I declare and decree over the walls, over your furniture, over your bed, even over your phone, even over your mouth. I I declare and decree over your eyes and your ears. The blood of Jesus will cover those places. The blood of Jesus will go even to your job, even to your school. In the name of Jesus, people will be removed in the name of Jesus. Things will be removed in the name of Jesus. Circumstances will be removed in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for this word. I thank you for your people, Father. I thank you for just being who you are, God. Not what we want you to be, Father, but you are faithful in who you are. And we thank you for that, God. So, Lord, I ask that you be with your people, walk with them, Father, encourage them on today, Father, and let them know today, God, today is the beginning of the first day of their life, Father, that you blessed us with another breath in our body, that you saw fit that we should wake up another day, God. So, Father, we'll be careful to give you all the praise and all the glory on today, Father. Lord, finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect, be of good comfort, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace shall be with you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. And and as Apostle would say, I'm out. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.